Uh, we are back here, second week in a row, with the old table talking. What kind is that, strawberry? Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Uh, blackberry is my favorite. Apple's pretty Thanks. good. Thanks for interrupting my intro. Start over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do it again. I see a th I see a thing and I can't not like comment on it. Uh, Do it again. Start from the top. More, more of a me problem than a you problem. But anyways, second week in a row with our table talking. Uh, last week we talked about Mask of the Worms from the Arcane Library. Uh, both our review and the playthrough are up on our YouTube channel and podcast. If you'd like to check those out, uh, please uh, do so. Uh, we we had a good time playing with uh, some some community members in the in the one shot, and then we turned around and reviewed the module. Good things coming from the Arcane Library, guys. Um, if you want to know more, like I said, watch that video or listen to the podcast. Um, we got another Arcane Library one shot coming up mid March. Uh, yep. DM'd by me. Uh, super excited about that. Speaking of one shots, if you'd like to get in one, um, let us know down in the Discord. Come on in, and we'll we'll get you in. Uh, we do have some openings coming up. Uh, we got some things that are you know moving around in the schedule that we're trying to hammer down before we put out a bunch more one shots. But we got some out there, uh, and as long as you guys are itching for them, we'll scratch. I would like to say we do have the ability to apply to be a GM or a DM. Chris, if you want to... True. Yeah, so we're to we're toying with the idea of accepting outside applications for DMs and uh, Game Masters in our Featherfall community one-shots. So again, that document is going to go live here pretty quick. Uh, we're going through some final edits and just making sure it's, it's user-friendly for anybody that would like to. So another way to find that would be down in our Discord, in our community one-shot channel, and the pinned documents here real soon. That'll be there. So if you are interested in DMing a one-shot in our community one-shot channel, uh, that opportunity will come to you. Sponsorships? I, I, you know, I got the checklist rolling around up there, the things I have to say. One of them, sponsorships. We have two of them. One is fa found familiar... <laughs> I do it every time because it's Featherfall and Found Familiar. I don't know which one's going to come out, but let's start with Found Familiar Coffee. That's a good one. Uh, we have a, a code that you can use at checkout. Uh, Featherfall at checkout saves you 10%. They got, like, I'm so jealous seeing all these people tag them on Twitter like, ooh, we got coffee, we got coffee, because I want some. And I haven't been able to order some, but uh, soon, soon. It's the stuff I did order was uh, very delicious. So check that out. Found familiar coffee. Code Featherfall in checkout gets you ten percent. Skull Splitter Dice are the other ones. Longtime sponsors of our channel here. Um, Featherfall in checkout saves you ten percent. Uh, I haven't seen their newest dice set yet, but they did have like a uh, a New Year's yeah. starry kind, starry yeah, night that looked pretty cool. Um, but again, like for their price of metal dice and the way they feel and roll. I don't think you could do any better. So check them out if you need some new dice. Um, that's it for sponsorships. Upcoming stuff. Uh, Curse of Strahd. We are two episodes in. We're taking a couple weeks off. We'll be back February 2nd um, with episode three. Uh, I'm DMing that. Bob's a player character in there, as yeah. well as Adam Aslamas, the DM from the Gods We Know, um, and some other uh, fine people. Uh, 
Yeah. And then Teaguac is off this week. And if you don't know what Teaguac is, that's the gods we know. They stream on Tuesday nights. They are not officially off. The gods we know is off. Uh, Jen is going to uh, DM a one-shot in her homebrew world. So if you're down for that, join them Tuesday at 6 Pacific time, I believe. 6 Pacific time. Uh, again, all that will be on the tweeters, and we'll get those messages to you. So, there we are. We're done. Let's, let's move it. Let's Dude, move on. Uh, let's go. I know. Sometimes we need to have, like, just a pre-recorded segment that is just hit play and let the ads roll, and then we come back. Yeah. But, <laughs> so there's been quite an uproar in the old D&D community. Some things hitting the, hitting the wire that I think we need to talk about, and that's really the reason why we're here. Uh, Wild Mountain, Wildebeest. Um, and on top of that, there's even Unearthed Arcana. How dare they give us a one-two punch of content to review with Wild Mount and the Unearthed Arcana Part 1, which tells me there's going to be a Part 2, maybe Part 3. But we'll save that for another talk. Right now, we want to talk about Wild Mount and some of the things that are happening with that. And in case you don't know, what is, what is Wild Mount, you ask? Well, that is Matt Mer Ooh, there's the picture. Holy cow. Um, Wild Mount is a creation of Matt Mercer. It's his homebrew world that is now no longer... You can't call it homebrew anymore now that it's a published thing, right? Yep. Um, and this is where the current story arc for uh, Critical Role in the Mighty Nine are ta is taking place here in Wild Mount. Um, and this is now published in a... Not a, a, a campaign setting. It is not a module, but a campaign setting. <sighs> I when this was announced, it was kind of upsetting. I'm gonna I'm gonna get real. Gonna gonna take a knee on this one and and get real. It was kind of upsetting some of the the, the fanfare that was coming or lack thereof was being thrown this way. And I think this is where I want to start this talk, in kind of some of the flack that Wizards of the Coast was getting, and then that trickled down to Critical Role and ultimately uh, landed on Matt Mercer's shoulders. Um, I I. I was just struggling to find out how it's needed. And then the second, like, why are we shitting on stuff? Like, that was my biggest thing. So I agree. And somebody in our Discord, I think it was Alex, the DM, said, don't yuck on somebody's yum. And yeah. and for me, that, that was such a good analogy for this because a, a couple things. And I don't want to, you know, just jump deep. I want to hit the surface first. First off. More D and D content is good. More is good it, it, for the most part. Now, too much is too much, and you can't consume it all, and it becomes a problem, right? But more is good, and I think um, I think this is a great thing. I'm I am disappointed in this community as a whole because Matt Mercer, it's he's so famous that he's become a villain, and he's become. <laughs> He's. It, it is yeah. so frustrating because that's what everybody wants to do, right? Matt Mercer and Critical Role is the gold standard of streaming D and D playthroughs. They, they, they are actors. They get paid to mm -hmm. do this. They do it very, very well, though. And it's because he's so famous that people kind of poo poo on it, and and that's not fair. Um, yeah. The the guy. So. 
he took to Reddit after all of this negativity came out. And he wrote this super long, heartfelt, mm-hmm. just post. And it, it really makes you think, this guy is extremely sincere. He meet, mm-hmm. he loves what he does. And he's doing it for the fans. Yeah. If it's and, not for you, it's not for you. Move on. Right. And and he kind of, and he addressed that. And he, he gave everybody the, in, in a, the, as Matt Mercer would, in such a polite way, he gave them, you know, here's the exit, right? If this isn't for you, here's the exit. Like, there, you don't need, you don't need this. And I have, I struggle thinking, like, is this because Critical Role is a new thing within the last four or five years that it's it's OG diehard D and D versus this machine that is Critical Role, right? And we know the power that Critical Role has. I mean, their their uh, Kickstarter was just insane. Watching just the dollar signs tick in, <clears throat> Critical Role fans come out in droves and with a presence and pay and show their love with their hundred percent. And, and so Del rock in the chat, I don't even slightly understand the problem people have. Critical role has helped keep the brand's pulse going. So Let true. them have a same book. A hundred percent. So true. Without critical role, D and D would not be as popular as it is today. So it well, is this huge resurgence that you can't, you can't not think what geek and sundry did and critical role did. Right. I, I think a lot of Wizards of the Coast and 5e success is due to Geek and Sundry taking that risk and putting Critical Role on there, and then Critical Role taking another risk and and branding themselves away from Geek and Sundry, and taking that step and becoming this this full fledged business. And like my interest in D and D started when Bob, you asked me if I wanted to play, and then right after that, I started Critical Role. Like getting into it, I went back and watched it. And they were probably like episode 80 in um, campaign one, and I went back and watched it all. And I'm, I'm up to date with campaign two. It's just something that I'm invested in, and I would spend my $30 and get this book, right? 100%. And and you you shared some numbers with me about its pre-sale on D&D yeah. Beyond. So so pre-orders we're going to touch on pre-orders real quick. On D&D Beyond, by Monday they're tracking it to be the most popular pre-order ever out of anything that's been listed. So Descent into Avernus launched in like May and so it didn't launch the pre-order launched in May. Mm-hmm. And that's their highest critical role book is already going to beat it. And it's it's nuts. Yeah. And it comes out March, mid-March, right? So, so we got there's months. It took a week to beat what Descent and Divernus yeah. did in you know months. Yeah. It's also number eighteen on Amazon right now. Thirteen. Yeah, it was no, twelve, twelve or thirteen on books as a whole. It's also number one in just D and D. Number one in yeah tabletop. So D&D okay, books right. It's got a huge backing. It's also got a huge set of flack. I think people were a little bit upset. Um, with it, it not being right. what they wanted. Okay, yeah. okay, fine. But but guess what? This is already done, and it's just Wizards of the Coast reimagining what Matt Mercer did. So it didn't mm-hmm. take a lot from them. Matt Mercer right. in his Reddit post said they will. This does not hinder what Wizards of the Coast right. already has. And I believe him. Agreed. I I can't see Matt Mercer feeding us a line. 
and I don't see how Wizards of the Coast getting this influx of critical role money is going to slow them down. Right. I, they 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 have enough people on staff, and especially if Matt Mercer, oh, and like James Hayek, I hope I'm saying his name right. And there was a third, um, I can't remember his yeah, name, James name. something. I can't remember his name. But they were they were involved in the writing of this. But there's enough other writers on that staff that is keeping that content coming. Right. And I don't know how getting more money is going to lessen the content. Right. So in a couple Patience. other before we you know sing its praises too much more a, a couple of other things this is the only other world that has been added besides eberron so eberron is not new to it's new to 5e right. but it's back it's been there for a while but this is the only other world that's here which is um which is great mm-hmm. right so so good for matt mercer when um david krennic said it to him in the D beyond you could see the genuine oh like yeah, like light bulb that went off. Like that oh, level. Oh crap! Yeah. I'm at that level now, which is great. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about what this this includes. Yeah, so, I, th- I think we we can move on from kind of justifying its its uh, purpose and its reason for being. Right. Again, I, if I you don't like it, something's coming down the pipe that you will like. And if you don't like that, you can always create your own stuff. Right. That's. That's a thing that you can do. There are enough homebrew worlds out there. DM's Guild is a thing. There's a lot out there for you. So, moving on. I think it's justified in being a thing that is now in the hands of players and DMs alike. Okay? So, I can... Those notes. Done. Moving on. So, we could kind of talk about what you get here. Like, what's going to be in this tome of a book at 304 pages... We were just looking at uh, Eberron is like 288. So you're getting, there's more pages than Eberron. And I got Eberron for Christmas. And that thing is a, that thing's a thick book, man. So I'm excited. It's yeah. monster manual thickness, you know. So <laughs> there's a lot of content coming in this book. And if what we know about Mad Mercer is it's going to be quality, well thought out content. Right. Right. So let's go through some of the, just the, uh, the, stats of the book is 304 pages filled with critical role fan art which i think is another awesome way just showing love for the community and showing back these these fans that are investing their time and their money in them i agree which wizards of the coast is like signing off on that because i believe wizards could have said like no we're gonna have in-house guys do it yeah so it's 50 percent community art 50 percent wizards art which is awesome and so what 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 they did was they sent all of this fan art to Wizards of the Coast and said, "Here, choose from <laughs> this stuff." And yeah. that is so awesome. And it, it 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 again. I'm gonna go back to what we just talked about. It boggles my mind why people are upset. No other book has included community slash fan art at all. Yeah, yeah. I okay. mean that is such That's a huge point. nod to the amazing community that is you know tabletop RPGs. And it's like, yeah. then it gets this backlash. Yeah. It feels bad. I, yeah. Um, it does release on March 17th, like we said. I think that's everywhere. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, you know, you can get it at Amazon, D&D Beyond. Um, I highly encourage you to uh, support your friendly local gaming store. Please, like, <laughs> get it there if you, if you have the means. But um, it, it's when it comes out. So $29.99 on Amazon or on uh, D&D Beyond and Amazon. 
pre-order on D&D Beyond, you're getting a couple extra things. You get some exclusive character sheets and some backgrounds and stuff that kind of cool adds some flavor and flair to your D&D Beyond screen. So that's kind of the details there. We we have some time before it actually comes out. So what is in it? I think let's start with the subclasses. We're getting three that we know of that have been kind of released and talked about um, on D&D Beyond's talk show. Uh, three new subclasses that are all based around Dunamancy, which is the uh, the manipulation of probability, is how uh, Mercer put it. So controlling time, controlling space, and the things around you. So there are three. One is the Echo Knight, which is a fighter subclass. And that was kind of cool in talking about Echo Knights are tapping into other timelines and being able to pull out an outcome from there and put it in and now make it this reality and pull an outcome from there and put it in this reality. Uh, kind of cool. Another fighter getting some love. I I love fighters. I think they're kind of not underrepresented, but there's just like, ooh, poo-poo, that's a fighter. But no, fighters are kind of cool. Um, and then we have two that I think are both wizard subclasses. One is the Chronergist and one is the Graviturgist. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about those names, but the Chronergist is a little better. Um, which so that, those are both wizard. Yeah, I subclasses. Think. Which the Chronergist, uh, it's gonna that's gonna be so hard. Um, I have I have a terrible time saying like normal sounding words. That <laughs> yeah. Now you add these really complex like mouthfuls. Um, anyways, so that is the manipulation of time, correct? Yeah, Chrono, Chronos. Yes. Yeah. So it. It, it, when he was talking about it, I don't know how many people did this, but how many people played Final Fantasy Tactics and used the Time Mage? That's exactly what it sounds like for me, and it just it hit that nostalgia of I have always wanted this. I know, like you know, standard wizards can get haste and stuff, um, but yeah, it was exactly the Time Mage flesh, and I was just like, oh my goodness, it was yeah. so awesome. Nice. I don't know anything about Final Fantasy, so you uh, you here. can have it. <laughs> and then the Graviturgist, I think, is going to you know be playing with gravity and moving things. Okay. Um, and then uh, I think uh, who asked in there? Fatal Whisper asked, or no, was it Hitchhiker of the Mind in chat asked? Wonders if we're getting Blood Hunter official um, published in here. That would be awesome because right now it's only like a, a bonus on. D&D Beyond, I think, is the only place you can really get it. Probably some third party on the internet somewhere. So it would be nice to have an official updated Blood Hunter is now there. I, th I think there's enough love for Blood Hunter, and, and as Molly Mock was brought up, that you know we need to see some Molly Mock art in there. Uh, would be kind of cool. Um, so with these, you get some new spells. And again, all I believe, at least the spells that have been talked about, and the spells... Uh, that are in here are going to be based around this dunamancy or the manipulation of probability. One yeah. of them is gravity fissure, which, <laughs> uh, hearing Mercer talk about it, it's basically if you think of like lightning, the spell lightning, that just goes straight in a in a five foot, ten foot line. This now grabs anything within a range and pulls them within that line. So you could have people spread out, but now they're just being gravitated to this line and being taken out with this oh, uh, gravity is, that fissure. That is amazing. So major battlefield control, just getting well, everybody, and then 
And so then there was Robert. some. I don't. I, I don't know if he said the name of it, but there's some where you could stop somebody's action. So you could yeah. cast like stop on somebody, and it almost sounded like it makes them miss an entire round of combat. Oh so man! So and he said his example was, "I want to deal with you later. Let's focus on this." And so it just essentially stops this. I can't. I don't know if he's. I don't <laughs> believe he said the name because he. They did not allude to everything you're going to get, but you're going to get new spells. Right. You're getting. You're getting a taste. One, another one was called Reality Break. That might be the one you're talking about. Um, it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> we could all use a Reality Break every now and then, you know. Um, maybe that is your stopping time and putting somebody else. But Gravity Fissure sounds like a gravity. I mean, obviously that's going to be the Graviturgist. Right. Uh, you know, is going to be readily available there. <laughs> they also talked about like haste and slow are, are going to yeah. be heavily, Staples. you know, yeah, already in the D and D canon that are going to be uh, transferred over. Other things, there's going to be some magic. So you're getting almost a, a DM's guide here. You're getting new magic items. You're getting some new monsters. Those haven't been, really been released. One of the things um, I want to say about magic items, they're called vestiges. So there's there's things called the vestiges in here. And you he, he has some of them in the game. All the vestiges he has in the game are nice. He said that there are some that are not nice. Um, so vestiges really have three different classes: dormant, awakened, and exalted. So, I I picture this as the artifact from WoW. And if you guys have played the latest WoW, cool. Um, the artifact from WoW, you get it at one ten, and it levels all the way with you to one twenty, or I think it was one hundred to one ten. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but it levels with you and it yeah. becomes like this good magic item that doesn't become stale. So standard magic items become stale when you level up and you're like, okay, this is not good. I have to focus on this. Um, yeah. And yeah. those were a huge part of uh, campaign one spoilers. Uh, we'll just kind of touch on them, but those were a huge part of campaign one was the party coming up and gathering all of those vestiges of divergence and using them to defeat, you know, uh, I'll, we'll just leave it at that. You know, the the big bad guy. Um, so that's that's cool. You can and if wild mount's not your thing, take you could take those vestiges and put them in your homebrew. You could take them and put them in yeah. in the sword coast. It it does. Nobody's telling you how how you can and cannot use these. I think just having them saves a lot of time in creating your own stuff. You know, some sometimes people don't have that kind of time or Agreed. they don't have that kind of creativity. Like let let the other people do it. Um, so yeah, there's those. There also in this book is going to be an intro adventure, and I think that's the best way to do this. Like, don't don't give us this and then wait for a full module so in Wild Mount. There's four. Okay, so yeah, we're getting multiple you, intro adventures. So you get that we can grab right now four intro adventures, and so in the book it breaks down like four different major areas of Wild Mount. And each one of these intro adventures come from an area, and they are for levels one through three. So they're really meant to get you into the game. Um, I mean, the, the biggest thing that that just hitting what we've talked about already. You get the lore, you get the races that are in Wild Mount. So, um, what the Dwindwali? Dwindal- I can't Dwind- say Dwind- Dwendalian. Yes, Empire. The, and the, the Kryn. The Kryn Empire. All of these Kryn. things uh, come in here and they have different yeah. backgrounds. 
you get a breakdown of Wild Mount, so different areas and you know whatnot. You get the history, you get the myth, you get the God Pantheon, which you don't see very often anymore um, in in just straight five e books. There's yeah. a few, but not a lot. So here's a question. 5e or just the gods in the in the forgotten realms there are a ton of gods oh yeah is it just overwhelming because yes. i think in wild mount there's only going to be a few so it's yes. going to be easier to grab and like give attention to them with the forgotten realms i'm not dissing on it it's just there's a lot there's just well, so it many keeps like, growing, and it keeps growing oh, how and how do you and it's just like how do you keep track well yeah and, and yes if you want to learn about all of the billions of gods, there's one person I've dropped him in our Discord, Jordan. The PH is silent. His his lore videos are right. phenomenal. He said he's yeah, he's going to so do good. some wild mount lore videos, which will be great, and I'll watch them. But I'm excited to have the small contained pantheon of gods yeah. because it does get confusing. I've played yeah. way way too much, and it's still super confusing right. to me. Um, you get the factions well, in the society. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say the breadth and depth of no. Forgotten Realms gods is so overwhelming. Like, I've barely got the iceberg, tip of the yeah. iceberg. So starting anew in, in Wild Mount is kind of interesting to me, being a newer player, being a newer, um, being introduced to all of this. Like, I, th I get to start at ground zero. Agreed. Which I think is interesting. I, and so. I, think, I think it's good for many people that haven't played before either. Yeah. So uh, this this will probably drive a lot of people to play D and D. Hopefully, um, but anyways. So you get the factions and societies that are in Wild Mount. You get a deep guide into the locations on the continent. Um, you get plot hooks for inspiring DMs, that, and this is different than the the opening adventures. You get character options, and then how the races fit within those options. Uh, you get three new subclasses. We talked about that. Um, you get a heroic chronicle. So this is something yeah. I think is new-ish. I mean, there's some things like it, but the heroic chronicle is to help build a character background within Wild Mount. Now, many of us already know Forgotten Realms. Many of us already are aware of Faerun and all of the different things that happen. This heroic chronicle quickly helps you make a character that fits perfectly within Wild Mount without it without you having much knowledge of the area, which is which is pretty cool to me. So it gives you that new, that new, uh, uh, the new new to be able to do this, right? So, <clears throat> and then you yeah. get, we talked about the four adventures, um, new magical items, artifacts, and vestiges. Also, new monsters. New monsters will be added with this, which, okay. So, so now you're talking 300x pages, 306, whatever, this is a lot, mm -hmm. and if you don't if you don't play a game in Wild Mount, take some of the stuff and use it in Forgotten right. Realms. It doesn't and, matter. And I'll say if you if you haven't followed Devin Rue on Twitter or Patreon, like I've seen some of her Patreon gifts. Oh my god, they're pretty cool. But if you haven't, she's been hyping up. There's maps in here that she created and has been given tons of praise and thanks to Mercer and Wizards of the Coast for including those. I'm, I'm hoping. This is the new thing they're doing in the books that I love. Giving those perforated maps in the back that you can tear out. Like, I'm hoping we get Wild Mount as a whole continent. Yeah. Perforated map that I can put on my wall. That's going to be great. We got, I got and, some space. 
<laughs> You're right. I'm, I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't. So I'm hoping that's in there. I haven't seen any news on that, but I. I'm excited. Good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm. So am I. I at first I I was kind of joining the the poo poo bandwagon, and I was like, well, okay, I watch Critical Role, so you know I have that. I don't really need this, but now that the more I'm getting into it, and the more hype is the hype is building. Like I'm, I'm fully on board for this. Yeah, I, I, I approve 100. percent So, I, I just, I want to get it now. Like, well, and, <laughs> and I want to say, like, I don't... you know, Chris, you, you said you poo pooed on it, but you didn't do it the way that is like toxic. You did it in the way right. in your head. You're like, eh, I'm not super excited for this. Right. Don't, don't be that toxic person. Don't go yeah. out there and just hate on something. We said it at the start. Yeah. Don't yuck on somebody's yum. You don't do that. Like that's not that's not a good culture to create. It's not fun for anybody to be a part of that. Um, be be positive. You don't have to like right. it. You're not forced to like it. And just because you know a company you love is doing something you may not agree with, right? But it's not a bad thing. They're not like right. you know torturing people. Um, well, I heard. I forgot who said this. I wish I could give him credit. But I, but they were talking about shelf life of editions of D and D, and they're wondering where are we at in the five E shelf life, and if we're on the downward side, we're over the hill. Is there not going to be enough time to get a planescape or to get a spell jammer, and and have it be fully fleshed out? Like that's I think that might be some of the uproar with these like OG D and D fans. Are, are struggling with maybe 5e is running its course, and I don't think so. Well, so if you were I to think go, we're going to get an extended 5e it's, it's been about eight years from 3rd edition on. So 3rd edition was 2000, 3.5 was 2003, 4th edition was 2008. 4th edition 2008, 5th edition was 2014. So you're at, you're in about six the sixth year of five e, and yeah. if you're about eight to ten years, eh, yeah. you're probably hitting so, it. But but here's and, and I'll agree with you. The difference is I don't think Dungeons and Dragons, maybe other than when it first came out, has been this popular. It has never been right. center right. Right. of the media, and you've never had all of right. these big name actors. And all of these big names yeah. just come back and, and, right. and represent right. it. And I, I'm not. I'm speaking of ignorance here because I've not played any other edition of. But from what I've heard, is this is the most streamlined, the most user kind of friendly version. So I think I don't consider that lowering the bar. I don't think it. I don't consider it pandering to uh, the masses. But I think it, since it is that kind of version, I think the shelf life is going to be longer. And with you know digital media becoming such a big thing and D&D Beyond, where you can, you can put edits out there, I don't know that it's just going to vanish anytime soon and we're on to 6th edition. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. I could be wrong, but... I, and, and I would be curious, you know, with all of the unearthed arcanas that are coming out, you know... I, they're they're adding to the game, and they're and to be honest, they're slowly manipulating the the raw rules 
to change them a little bit. So you have, you know, well, they're talking about removing the racial bonuses, and so yeah, they're already yeah. doing that with additions in like D and D Beyond and Unearthed Arcana and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah, and changing like uh, changing up uh, the ranger class. They've talked about you know new stuff and um, new. Man, I can't remember. It was one of the Unearthed Arcanas a little while ago, but new, um, not racial traits, but... Feats? Feats, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So they are coming in with new things, new options, and I think that's the way to go. It's a scrap in a whole system, going with something new. Just here's options that you can plug and play. But, uh, agreed. So And and so we have some, you know, some, some comments in there, like Pathfinder 2, you know, is more open maybe the more people would play it um fatal whisper 5e is the easy addition for new news people to get involved with i started with four and that was a super super crunchy game and that was boring <laughs> and not yeah. because it was so heavy in the rule mechanics i did i yeah. did pathfinder 2 at gen con this last year oh it is just so crunchy i i, I mean oh god it was so bad and yeah, it, yeah. It's it's not for me. So like what Adam Islama said might be alone, but honestly would like to see less dice rolling. In in our Tomb of Annihilation, in uh, Waterdeep, in Ghost of the Past, we would go sessions without rolling dice because it's such a fun, easy way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you can do that, and I think Five E already allows for that for the most part. And it's really up to the DM whether you're doing it or mm-hmm. you're forcing a bunch of checks and dice rolls and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to see, and we're getting away from Wildmount here. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, and maybe we should wrap Wildmount up, and then we can kind of uh, rant if we'd like. What do you think? Uh, sure. I don't want to. I don't want to like stop momentum, but um, I do want to keep our Wildmount uh, succinct. You know, for editing. Yeah. So let's so let's wrap up Wildmount. <laughs> so right we'll we'll wrap up Wildmount, and then we'll hang out and chat here and be more uh, Q and A, Q&A maybe talking just riffing here. But so again, Wildmount coming out in Mar- on March seventeenth. Pre orders available on Amazon and D and D Beyond. But again, I would encourage like support those local gaming stores. They got bills to pay. Uh, and at least mine here in town is pretty awesome. So I think I, that's the route I'll go. But March 17th, uh, Wild Mount, the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount, uh, Critical Role, and Matt Mercer's uh, Homebrew World is now in an official uh, D&D Wizards of the Coast module, or publication, rather. Um, so those are that's our thoughts on it. We'd love to know what you think, how you're feeling about it. Um, what you're most I'd rather hear less about what you don't like about it and more like what you're excited about in some of these things that have been presented from it. If you want to let us know down in comments, if you're watching this on YouTube or in uh, podcast form, let us know, please. Or better yet, join our discord. Uh, we can continue this conversation for sure. Um, speaking of discord, those one shots I mentioned at the top of the uh, show here, you want in on those discords, a place to go. You can find us on Twitter at featherfall tt you can hear on twitch all the time you'll see uh the next stream we got coming up is tuesday in the tiguac spot we got a one shot from jen and then we got a couple weeks uh the 25th will be a one shot from adam aslamas curse of strahd coming back february 2nd we got stuff down the pipe all the way uh we're excited for where we're heading so thanks for supporting us uh fatal whisper thank for the uh the Twitch Prime sub, we appreciate it. Anybody in there for the follows? I don't know if I missed any. 
But uh, thank you for engaging with us and having a chat.